All right. Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. As always, this is Nate, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, the Fantasy Fro. Fro, how are you today? I'm doing well. It's Saturday. We're just weeks away from some football. I'm excited. Let's do it. Yeah, we're getting closer and closer, and that's why we're going to start pumping out more of these podcasts as we get closer to the season. You know, Raid Draft Draft's coming up, Dynasty season the full swing of thing, and we're going to, we're going to touch both those things here in this this podcast. But quick, uh, Fro, how do people find you on social media? You can find me at Fantasy Fro on Twitter. Hit me up, send me some DMs if you want to get a little advice. I'm always willing to chat. All right. Speaking of advice, we have our premium services, both of us, available for the entire year. You know, if you get with us before your drafts, before the season starts off, we'll give you a discount, uh, get you locked in for the entire season, and our spaces are limited. So make sure you're taking uh, up on that. Hit us both up on Twitter. I'm Nate with We Know Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter and Instagram at We Know Fantasy, of course. Uh, also, there's a ton of content uh, coming out daily on our website, WeKnowFantasy.com. We have three new writers, uh, maybe four even. We're getting new people all the time, very knowledgeable people, just pumping out the content left and right, gets you ready for your draft, so make sure head over there and check out those articles as well. Uh, we're also, uh, Fro and I are producing a draft guide that'll be released here in the upcoming weeks. That'll be everything you need to know to get off on the right start to knock out your redrafts, get those things locked and ready. Uh, you won't want to miss out on this. Uh, we're both putting a ton of work in this ton of time, and you're not going to find anything better on the internet in terms in terms of advice for what we're going to charge you. Um, just remember that's coming out soon, so pay attention for that. And with that, let's kick into this podcast. I'm excited to talk some football, and let's start off with one of the most hot and pressing topics out there, and that's our main man Todd Gurley. You know these these reports are coming out that he has severe arthritis, or you know the the, ter- the team's concerned, but he's not concerned and. And whatnot. So where do we where I know we talked about this in our last podcast as well, but where do we go with this? Where are we at at this time of the offseason when it comes to Todd Gurley Fro? Well, Todd Gurley has been an absolute roller coaster this entire offseason. His draft stock is up, his draft stock is down. What do we make of this? What the heck? Is he gonna be the Todd Gurley of last year? Is he gonna win you your fantasy league? Is he a steal? Is he a bust? I mean, he was drafted as ninth overall. A month ago in mock drafts, and now he's going 19th. 19th, that's 10 <laughs> spots. That does not happen to your normal fantasy players, even in the offseason. There's a lot of bad news. You know, his knee, don't know what's going to happen with it. You know, his, his stock was as, as good as 10th overall at the end of May. And then there is news coming out that, oh, he's not going to play in the preseason. His bell cow days are over. Maurice Jones-Drew of the NFL Network says, you know, the carries are going to get spread evenly between the other two running backs. And then his stock just plummets, just like any bad news in the stock market. It just plummeted. Everyone's kind of freaking out and they don't know what to do with him. If you have if you spend a first round pick on someone like Todd Gurley and he only produces 60 percent of what he did last year, that's not going to be good for your fantasy championship chances. If we actually look at this, you know, you you mentioned that he's going to be losing carries, and we all predict or assume this is going to happen. He's going to lose some carries. He's got arthritis in his knee. It, it's going to happen. You, you know, he had a, a torn ACL coming to the league and out of college there, so he's going to lose lose touches this year. But I just ran some numbers briefly before we kicked off this podcast, and let me let me tell you these. Fro, these are pretty interesting. So he played 14 games last year. He missed two. So if we, you know take 
uh, his averages throughout the season, and we'll give him a 16-game uh, stat line here. That's 1,430 yards, 19 touchdowns, of course, 4.9 yards per carry. Um, that's 100 or 67 receptions, 663 yards, and four tu- and five touchdowns. That's if he played five games last year, or 16 games last year, excuse me. You know, he was the number one running back last year, killed it. But let's mention let's 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 just for the for the sake of this let's take a fourth of his carries away, his fourth of his opportunities. Let's run these numbers with just you know seventy five percent of what he did last year. That's still that's still putting him in line for RB four in standard and RB five in half point and PPR points respectively. But not just there. Let's take away a third of his carries. Let's give him sixty six percent of what he did last season. He's still in line to be RB five across across all formats. And like Defro said. He's being taken right now at uh, ADP 19. That's I'm not sure what 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 uh, running back number that would be. I'm assuming 10 plus. But if he has the same type of production last year, I'm not saying he's going to be putting up the numbers he had last year, but he's going to stick around. Say the the 4.9, 4.4.7 yards per carry. You know he's going to get his chances, and he's a touchdown machine. That's where he gets most of his points is, in, is, is scoring. And he has a knack for getting to, into the end zone. He could still, as as much as or as little as sixty six percent of his uh, output last year, could still be a top five running back in this league. Yeah, so I understand. You know, he he only missed two games last year, but those two games he missed last year were during the fantasy football playoffs and the yeah. championship championship weeks. So that really, really, really hurt a lot of people. I had Todd Gurley, rode him all the way into the playoffs, and then he really let me down. But fortunately. I had enough waiver wire ads that I could win my championship, but it could have been a lot easier. It could have won by 50 instead of 20, you know, but of course it's, you know, it's what, what I'm kind of understanding from out of the Rams camp right now is they don't want to pound the ball with him as much because they want to have him ready for the playoffs, mm-hmm. the, the actual NFL playoffs, because we saw what happened last year. He was not healthy. He was not able to help his team. They ended up making it to the Super Bowl. They lose to the Patriots. Todd Gurley is nowhere to be found. Everyone is really flabbergasted, cannot figure out what the heck is going on. So they don't want that to happen again. They want him to be healthy. Yes, he has arthritis in his knee, but that could be managed. He's he's a professional athlete. That can easily be managed just by not having him run the ball 25 times a game. Bring it down a little bit. Yep, he'll be productive. But you got to taper your expectations. He's not going to be... You should not be drafting the first round. <clears throat> I tweeted out about four weeks ago, I would draft him late second round, early third round, and that's mm. where he's going right now. He is 19th, so that puts you in the middle of a 12-team 12, 12 league and about the end of the second round in a 10-team league. That's where I would draft him, and I think that's fair based on his concerns and the production he's going to drop. Yeah, um, just, just going back to what I referenced, even if he has, if he has, say, sixty percent of what he did last year, that's still ten to eleven carries per game, man. That's still, you know, top six, top seven with his with his production. Of course, it may drop. So, he's he's in line to probably be an RB eight in that in that range. Where I, I I'm going to be comfortable and draft him in the second round. Um, if he falls to third, thank Jesus, I'm picking him right up and uh, gonna gonna be happy about that pick. But I think people are blowing this up more than they need to be. Um, 
like the first said he has arthritis but he also has access to the top medical you know professionals in the world has the top care you can possibly get he's going to manage that he's going to get his carries he's going to get his chances he's going to score touchdowns he's going to put up a lot of fancy points but it's just uh just a matter of where where you pick him you know the fro just said late second early third i'm i'm more of a middle second even early second type of guy when it comes to Gurley. it's just he's a he's a he's a football guy he's going to score the touchdowns like i said where he gets a lot of his points and He's gonna get it done. Um, I just think I just think what we're thinking right now is just panic and paranoia here in the offseason. There's not much going on, so we're overthinking things. I think that's where a lot of this girly uh, setback is coming from. Yeah, and the last thing I'm just gonna ma- mention with that, since we spend most of the majority of this podcast on girly, <laughs> is uh, know your league. You know, know the guys in your league. Kind of chat with them a little bit. Kind of pick their brains. See where their heads at. If they're really low on girly, good. You're gonna get a steal on him. If they're really high on girly then fine, let them take a risk on him. And you take a guy that has a lot more chance to do better, like, you know, Zeke Elliott, Melvin Gordon, someone that actually should be going in the top six. You know, know your teammates, really get in their head and do that. Because worst comes to worst, if you take Gurley and you get him 17th, 18th, 19th overall, you just handcuff his backups, you're fine. No problem. He goes down, you got Henderson, you got Brown, you're good to go. Yeah, and make sure you are drafting the handcuffs to all of your top tier running back picks in fantasy football can never emphasize that enough but let's move on from the girly talk and let's talk uh, about something that the fro has uh, been working on this this uh, off season and that's um that's the tight end position he's he's really been focusing on that and, and breaking that down so i'm gonna pass this over to the fro uh right now so tight ends are something that's really been difficult to kind of project the last few years especially last year you know do i draft the tight end early do i wait late you know, since I've been playing fantasy football for 10 years, I've always drafted tight ends late. I've never wanted to reach for a tight end. But then last year, I did something. I was in an, you know, I kind of played the draft based on value, and Zach Ertz fell to me. And I said, all right, we're going to take Ertz. I know Wentz loves Ertz. I know Foles loves Ertz. And I drafted him, and I never had to once worry about who I was starting at the tight end position last year. And that has changed my outlook of who to draft either a top three tight end or wait, I now know I always want to go with a top tier tight end because there's just so much uncertainty after the top three. And we all know who the top three tight ends are. But then after that, what do we do? Is it OJ Howard? I know Nate wrote an article about OJ Howard. He's He should be projected as the fourth overall tight end right now. And I would certainly agree with that. He is an absolute stud. They have a new coach that likes to pass the ball. The running game's a little, you know, iffy. They don't know. Shaky, to say the least. It's shaky. And <laughs> one thing I, I certainly did pull from Nate's article here is when uh, Fitzmagic was in there, O.J. Howard's targets went from 4.4 per game. But then when Jameis Winston came in, it went all the way up to 5.2 targets a game. And Winston's the one that's going to be playing this season. That offense is actually... It's lights out. It is It is surprising. You know, they don't win games very often, but that offense is lights out. They're going to put up a lot of points. If they can't run the ball again, they didn't draft anyone. They didn't, you know, they're not preparing to put anyone in front of Ronald Jones. So if Ronald Jones doesn't turn out, guess what? They're going to be slinging that ball. O.J. Howard is going to get his touches. Yeah, I, I'm high on O.J. Howard. Uh, it just, um, he has that injury history, which is, you know, impossible to predict in fantasy football. So you can't really go off that, but he's a mind to be the fourth best. And like DeFro just said, Bruce Arians loves to throw the ball. If you look at his time in Arizona, they just threw the ball, threw the ball, and threw the ball some more. They were always a top five, you know, when they had Carson Palmer, they were a top five passing 
offense. And now he's got Jameis Winston in, the, in, in a very talented offense. It's just that defense that really lets Tampa Bay down there. Um, but uh, beyond that, do you want to do you want to touch on uh, rookie tight ends as well, Fro? Yeah, we'll just tie it in real quick. Uh, okay. Rookie tight ends. I wrote an article about. You know, I was very curious because I had a friend who asked me. He was thinking about drafting uh, T.J. Hawkinson because he was the first tight end taken in the draft. And I was like, you got to be careful about that. He's not going to do anything this year because history just shows that rookie tight ends just don't perform. You know, the last 16 years, only two rookie tight ends have had over 600 yards. Like, that's a long time to only have two rookie tight ends to perform that little bit. But trends have shown by their second year, they really improve. Hence, O.J. Howard, you know, hence guys like Jason Wynn. You know, it's just guys like that that end up being elite. It takes time to develop. So unless you're in a dynasty league, you need to understand if you draft a rookie tight end, chances are they're not going to perform as well this year until their sophomore year. Yeah, so make sure you're paying attention to that. And uh, the the history shows it's just the numbers just aren't there for for rookie tight ends. I'm going to touch quickly on two running backs, and I'm pretty high on that, that some people you know aren't aren't picking up on. One's a big name and one's a not-so-big name. I'm going to start here with Le'Veon Bell. I wrote an article about Bell, broke down his fit. And, um, you know, Adam Gase isn't the, the the coach you really want if you're a ground and pound running back to have that kind of workhorse back. But what he'll lack in that for, say, Le'Veon Bell with the Jets now, Gase uh, showed last year with Miami Dolphins that he loves to throw the ball to the running back. And, of course, Le'Veon Bell is a fantastic, fantastic uh, uh running back to catch the ball to the backfield. Just some numbers quick I ran on my article. Uh, last year, uh, taking Bell's averages from his career, uh, mixing them in with the Jets last season and Adam Gase's work down in Miami. I'm not, not going to you know read w- verbatim what I wrote in my article. You guys can check that out on weknowfantasy.com under the article section. But just running these numbers, I have him as – I don't have him as, but last year he would have been RB5 uh, with these trends and percentages that I ran on formulas to come up with these figures that's that's 250 290 uh 330 uh points and and and, you know standard half point and ppr leagues uh going forward so a lot of people are down on Le'Veon bell i just don't see it he's an elite talent he's an elite back uh he catches the ball fantastically for a a, for a a running back out of the backfield so look for Le'Veon bell in your drafts you know i'm not going to pick him over like zeke or, or or gordon or anything like that but you know, a lot of people are sleeping on him. You may be able to, you know, when you when your team flips over to the second round, Bell may be there, and Bell's going to put up good numbers. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to have him finalized when it comes to my running back rankings, but he's going to be up there, and I'm high on Bell. Another, and I know that the the, the Fro's pretty high on Bell too, aren't you? Oh, I love I love Bell. You know, he he sat out a whole year. He's rested. He's going to be slow to start the season, but who cares? You know, we we're in this we're in we play fantasy football to win championships. He's going to shine when we need him the most, and that's going to be the second half of the season. Yeah, and another running back here that I am in love with, and I'm going to get as many shares as I can of this man. That's T.J. Yeldon. You know, flying under the radar as he went up to the Buffalo Bills. You know, you have Leisha McCoy, who's 31 years old, who, in all reality may not even be on the bills by the start of the season. Um, he's in the final year of his deal. They may just cut their losses, get rid of him. Uh, he's, he, he's, a he can't stay healthy. His production is very limited, uh, from what he's been in the years past. They brought in Frank Gore, who is 37, who has to stop at some point. A running back shouldn't be able to go this far, but Frank Gore is, is, uh, defying all 
rules of football and whatnot when it comes that way. And of course, they brought in uh, Singletary as well, who's going to get some shares. But just going off, uh, again, I wrote an article, use some formulas, percentages, trends, things of that nature. Again, on WeNoFantasy.com, you can read it for Bayon there. But just just note, this is a, this is a guy who is going to be a steal. Um, I'm pretty sure his average draft position is around 200 right now. That's, uh, you know, RB 40 to 50 range. Um, last year, McCoy finished RB 40, RB 38, RB 31 in, in your half point, you know, uh, standard half point PPR. And he's like an average, average draft position of 100 right now. So this is TJ Yeldon, who is, uh, who is you know, 100 positions later. And, you know, using these trends and whatnot with the Buffalo Bills catching balls out of the backfield as he does very well. TJ Yeldon, that, that's the strongest part of his game. Running my numbers, I have him up to, you know, possibly RB20 using last year's standards. So just keep an eye out for TJ Yeldon when you're drafting. You know, this is a late round, you know, 13, 14, 15 round. Toss a pick on it. It's going to pay off very well. And now the fro and I are going to do something that's completely new to us and uh, something that we've been working hard on this 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 offseason and getting better. And that's the dynasty uh, dynasty leagues We're 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 both in a startup, the same startup this year. Uh, we're really excited about that. But we thought, you know, right now on Twitter, if, if you're scrolling through the fantasy football community, dynasty, you know, dominates things. And, you know, right now they have their rookie drafts coming about. So we figured a fun thing would be between the two of us is to do a quick uh you know, dynasty rookie draft, just do a first round here, just so you guys know who we're high on, who we've been researching, who we've been studying ourselves uh, for this draft. So I, I think we've agreed on, I'm going to have the odd picks and the fro is going to have the even picks. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. So without further ado, let's hop into this. I have the first pick. I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs, uh, the running back out of Oakland. That's simply because he is, has the highest chance of starting right away, being plugged in and being the number one back for years to come. So number yeah, two. And I'm going to take uh, Keneal Harry, or Nikhil Harry, right out of New England with the uh, the goat Tom Brady, because well, it's the Patriots and they need someone to, to catch the ball that's not named Gronk and Julian Edelman, so why not? Yeah, I did a story on him as well, and uh, he's going to feel nicely into that Josh Gordon type. And just uh, just a quick note: I don't think they, this is the first first round wide receiver uh, Bill Belichick has ever taken. So take something about that. So we're hopped to the third pick. I'm going to scoop up David Montgomery, the running back out of Chicago. Um, you know, Jordan Howard left town. He's been the lead back there for years. And uh, David Gum- Montgomery is a very talented upside guy there in a, you know, pretty run-heavy offense. All right. Well, since Nate stole my pick there, uh, I'm going to go with uh, my uh, Miles Sanders there out of my own Philadelphia Eagles. He's He's had a little hamstring issue right now, but he's – he he's gonna get hold of that at offense, even if he's not the starter this year. You know he he's gonna certainly be the the bell cow there for years to come. All right, number five, I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. Did an article on this guy as well on WeKnowFancy.com. Uh, I just love the fit for him. He's gonna slot right away as wide receiver two. Can become wide receiver one there with Tyler Lockett beside him. Uh, pretty quickly, that offense is just you know really good. And Russell Wilson is now being paid and a lot more confident and whatnot. He's gonna be slinging the ball over the place. So DJ Metcalf is. My sixth overall pick. All right. So number seven. No, number. I'm at number yeah, six. Seven. 
I'm at number six. No, you just did number five. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. Matt's so hard. I'm at number six here. So I'm going to go wide receiver here because wide receivers are very valuable in dynasty leagues. Yep. I'm going to go with Marquise Brown from the Ravens. Yep. Dude is a speedster out of Oklahoma. What's not the love about Oklahoma? They've just been eating it up with their quarterbacks and their receivers recently. So, hey, if if uh, Lamar Jackson can throw the ball a little better, he could be a stud in a couple of years. All right, pick number seven. I'm going to go a little bit out of the ordinary. I'm going to go TJ Hawkinson. We just talked about him. You know, his rookie year, he may not be there, but he'll take that stride from rookie to sophomore year. And this is a tight end one you're going to have for the rest of his career. Draft him in the fantasy in your, in your rookie draft. So TJ Hawkinson is my number seven pick. All right. And there's a tight end, rookie tight end. So I hope you're ready to wait for him to perform. <laughs> <laughs> number eight, I'm actually going to go with uh, another eagle, JJ Arcega Whiteside. Yep. Uh, dude is going to be a freak in the end zone. He is basically, he's going to be like Alshon once Alshon's gone, but he's going to perform like Alshon did in his prime. He is so big. The Eagles have been just dying for someone to catch the ball in the end zone. That isn't named Zach Ertz. So Whiteside is going to just, he's going to be awesome. Alshon is only going to be there another year or two. His, his cap hit is going up to almost 16 million for the next two years. And we all know how Howie Roseman likes to play around with the Eagles cap space. So I wouldn't be surprised if Alshon's gone and Whiteside is the next guy up. All right. Number nine, I'm going to scoop up AJ Brown here, Tennessee Titans. You know, someone's got to catch the ball. I know the quarterback position there is in question. And I think by the end of the season, you're going to see Ryan Tannehill's the starting quarterback. there, out playing, uh, Mariota ahead of him. So number nine, AJ Brown. All right. And I'm going to go with my first rookie tight end here. No event. I, for some reason, I just love the Broncos and fancy and they just, you know, I always seem to get the guys that I want on that team that actually perform. So I'm going no event. I think he's going to be the tight end to own in this rookie draft and I'm sticking with my gut. All right. Number 11. This is you know, this is a guy who usually I see picked up earlier, way earlier in drafts, and that's Paris Campbell of the of the Colts. Uh, you know, someone's got to catch the ball from from uh, Luck there. He slings it around a lot. They throw the ball a lot. And, you know, uh, T.Y. Hilton can't catch everything. So Paris Campbell is my final pick of this first round. And I'm going to go with uh, a little bit of a reach here. I'm going to go with Damian Harris out okay, of the yeah. New England Patriots. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Sony Michelle's knee. You just don't know if he's going to be able to carry the load or not. But Damian Harris is the next guy up, and the Patriots aren't afraid to just put a rookie in there. Of course. And I'm just going to make a quick note here, guys. Watch out for Alexander Madison out of Boise State. That's not just because I'm a Boise State, Boise State fan, but he's going to be back up to Delvin Cook who, uh, you know, can't stay healthy to save his life. And I think Madison's going to have a lot of chances here. So he's going later in round. So to check out for that guy. All right, guys, that that's uh, that completes our, our podcast for this this time. Um, I'm sure I am guarantee you we're going to have a lot more podcasts coming out as the uh, seasons approach us here. Uh, again, real quick, where can we find the famous Fantasy Fro on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Fro. All right, remember, we're going to be coming out with draft guides uh, here shortly. Pay attention to both our feeds for that. That'll be coming, and like I said, you won't be able to find a better bang for your buck than this draft guide. Uh, remember to visit www.weknowfantasy.com for all your fantasy football needs. We have multiple writers pumping out daily content to help you guys win your league. Again, we both will be having uh, premium services that you can subscribe to if you are to contact us on Twitter via the DMs. And uh, I think that concludes at this time. Thank you guys very much for spending your 
I guess you're not spending near Saturday afternoon, but here we are, the Fro and I are on a Saturday afternoon, pumping out some fancy content for you. Thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time, we'll see you then. See ya.